0: and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. Um, so we're back with a very special episode. Um, since I haven't been uploading a lot of episodes, I'm going to try to catch up and do you know a few weekly ones at least. Uh, try to get some more stuff uh, posted. And uh, my buddy Goofy, who was on the last episode, wanted to uh, do another one right away, um, but a little bit different. I'm excited. Or- <laughs> Where uh, you know, we kind of go over some of the stuff that we can both kind of talk about. Um, you know, he's got some questions uh, for me about some of the stuff that I've written and some of the earlier episodes that I did for the podcast. And uh, I'd be uh, interested to see what questions he has. And, you know, I'm glad to answer anything as best as I can. And then we'll have some uh, another cool segment afterwards um that will also go through uh
1: but yeah welcome back goofy uh the back to back bang bang thank you <laughs> so i'm the host today and uh, i'd like to welcome you all to the weaving word podcast i might rename it because i i don't care for the name yeah whoever came up with that was bad but anyways yeah this uh, is goof talk <laughs> with the goof troop <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it'll be me just sitting on the couch <laughs>
0: um but w- what were some of the questions you had man like was,
1: so when you started your show it, it, i was enthralled because you're writing stories as little short stories you've always been writing stories yeah from what i remember
0: yeah yeah i like to write
1: yeah and i i was super on board i'm like yeah man here do this do whatever i but it was always something a, new something different yeah and since you're always reading you're always drawing from some kind of inspiration and you have you're surrounded by knowledge uh where does this come from
0: Uh, Well, like like you said, I I read a lot. I watch a lot. I play a lot of games. I do. I try to kind of take in everything I can. The whole point of the show is talking about stories we like. Um, And, uh, you know, it's easier to talk about stuff you like and you like stuff usually because something kind of resonates something. Something latches onto your, you know, you latch onto with your brain or your thoughts or your feelings, and uh, usually it's you know good storytelling, you know, uh, just like we'll talk about later. And sometimes it's just a quote, sometimes it's a, a character mm-hmm. or, or moments, I, I you know, like or that.
1: dialogue. I like that wording resonate because it's it's on the same wavelength, as yeah, you it, the and, same frequency, exactly, and then it hits you the same way. You like it, it could be an ideal, it can be something but, you believe in, and it's like right or
0: a way you're feeling, you know. And, mm-hmm. and again, that's why I did definitely like to go back and. And rewatch, replay, or reread um, stories that I liked, you know, when yes. I was younger and stuff. Because you'll come at to up to it with a different point of view, different life experiences. Um, I've gone with Mike to go watch uh, what was it, um, *Spirited Away* in theaters mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yeah, and I had watched it with him like ten years ago at his apartment, and I my point of view just had changed. You now I remember first watching be like, this is a great movie, you know, everything's done really well. Mm-hmm. Then I watched it a second time and I still thought it was great, but I'm like, fuck the little girl's fucking annoying, dude. Like why is she such a brat, dude. Like, you know, just like hella weird. And I don't know if that's one of those things like my patience has changed or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, uh, how do you say, uh, relate as much with the kids anymore. You yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all old and comradity and shit,
1: but no, it's interesting. And then, and then, what was it that caught you the first time? Because I've never seen any Studio Ghibli movies, By the way, they're
0: good. Studio Ghibli stuff is great, and it's a uh, really all the Miyazaki films. Awesome, um, really. Mike loves them. That's his favorite shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? I've, um, I've had
1: many conversations with him about them, and I, like I've never seen one. But yeah, what, what is your take on them?
0: I think they're cool. Good stories, interesting, different. Um, a lot of. Uh, like we were kind of talking in the last episode, you know, you'll have these characters that are kind of normal for the most part. So that they'll either take characters that are kind of normal and they'll put them in these crazy situations mm-hmm. or they'll take these super special characters and put them in really mundane situations and just seem <laughs> kind of that. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really interesting to see. Um, but, you yeah, know, dude, again, like I, I just I pretty much cannibalize a lot of stuff that I like, you know, I'll take things from you know uh from movies from shows from video games from comics from novels anything and everything that i'm like that's a cool idea you know like maybe i can incorporate that or do something similar to it you know there's all again and like you know i'll go through phases too just like food you know i'll, I'll want to eat one thing for a while and then be like, all right i'm sick of this shit on to the next mm-hmm. so uh you know I, there's a lot of genres that i like um Obviously, I like sci-fi. Not even... I like science fantasy. I like stuff like Star Wars. Star Wars is my favorite. I love Star Wars. Yeah. I like uh, a lot of the cartoons. I like a lot of humor, too. You know, I like really goofy shit, you know? Um especially like when it's just over the top sometimes where you're just like what the fuck is going on here right a lot of that shock humor um i I like right now especially i've always been a fan of westerns and i'm glad they're kind of making a a renaissance again like you know the neo-westerns becoming very much a thing um so i'm glad that's kind of coming back because it is cool to see like modern day sci-fi or not sci-fi westerns even if they are like a sci-fi western you know like mandalorian kind of started off as uh so no i definitely a lot of it is just um consuming as much as i can yeah i had a conversation with a customer at my comic shop um not so long ago where it's like i feel like it's really difficult for writers and comic books to stay relevant and i think a lot of it being is you know the older you get and the busier you get you stop reading as much books as you want to you can't keep in touch yeah and you can't keep in touch and it's not just that but you're not consuming stuff if you're not consuming you can't produce yeah you can't produce you need mm-hmm. fuel you need fuel for the creativity you it's uh crazy people are the ones that think they just know everything and that the writing is always good you're frank miller's your grant morrison's it's like think, no you gotta adapt you gotta I, overcome
1: i think it's stephen king who reads a shit ton like every every i forget the the quote or the exact number but it's like every year he reads a, a at least double digit number of novels. Like an absurd amount, yeah. Yes. And that's where he he throws out like a shit ton of books. Not everything sticks, but again, it's like spaghetti, right? right. Something's gonna stick. And that's where I think uh you're correct. Like all the reading that he does it, it, it hits something with him and he Yeah worked, it's fuel. It's fuel. And man. he it's builds something creativity,
0: it's fuel. And again, uh the more it's like throwing out a net, right? You throw out there something you're gonna catch. You're gonna be like I like this from this thing, and I'll mm-hmm. take it. And I like this setting from this one thing, you know. So like, oh, this this is a really cool twist, but I want to put it not in like an old, but like uh, you know, it might have been a, a twist or a mystery in like a period piece, right? Like back in like Victorian England or colonial ones. And you're like, no, I want to do it nowadays. So how do i do that right and it's like well i like these characters i like the way they act so let me see you know like you start mm-hmm. again you start peeling all the best shit from everything that you see and you start making your own you know it's like a soup right it's like a you know you're making a soup out of all the best
1: ingredients that you like yeah and, and be like it's up to you as the chef to make sure it fits on the turn like if this example it has to fit the current timeline right. like will a cell phone ruin your storyline and that's right. where good writing comes in
0: Right. You know, how would you do that? So I got an idea for a Western story that I've been brewing over for a few years now. And uh, at some point, you know, something as simple as like the idea of telegrams coming in. Because, you know, they ha- they mm-hmm. start having those towards the end of the mm-hmm. you know, Wild West era. That telegrams, so you can start communicating with people at distances mm-hmm. that were impossible before. And again, that doesn't sound like anything big, but it's going to impact my oh, story it's, it's, a good amount. Yeah. yeah you know it's gonna kind of it's revolutionary yeah it's gonna it's gonna so there, there, there's stuff where it's like oh yeah how's it gonna impact it it's like you'll have to wait and read it and you'll be like oh shit yeah mm-hmm. this does matter it'd be like if yeah oh yeah if uh the colonial times you know if the the colonies had telegrams mm-hmm. how much better uh um, oh they'd be getting messages instantly yeah exactly so just a little stuff like that where it's like oh yeah it would make a difference like mm-hmm. you know so th- th- there's stuff where it's like you just don't even think about i'm like yeah i'm, I'm gonna I'm going to, you know, again, you know, you're, you're taking all these pieces and you're making a soup. And the idea with it, too, is, you know, just like any food. It's not just soup. Like, let's just say like any food, you know, like a piece. We all love pizza. Right. Mm-hmm. But just because you like it and a lot of people like it doesn't mean it's for everyone. Right. So the idea for me of making content, of making stories, of making videos or whatever is you're putting out stuff. And the best thing you can do is to be real with yourself in the sense of like, this is what I genuinely like. I want to be genuine. Because you know what? Trying to fake it to get people to like it is your you're dog chasing your tail. <laughs> you are. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If you're making uh-huh. stuff for someone else, not for yourself. Yes. And when
1: you're,
0: when you're genuine and you put stuff out that you like, it might not hit with 90% of the people. But mm-hmm. you know what? There's going to be that 10% of the crowd that's like, hey, that's fucking cool, man. I like that. Or that's really neat. Do you got any more? And then you just keep putting it out. And eventually, it just gets in front of more people's eyes. And then that number grows, dude.
1: I think that happens with a lot of things that are popular now they were not popular at the time I, wasn't that with the same thing with uh, like game of thrones right i think at the time it wasn't hitting everybody no, yeah, and then it, it comes out now as a popular uh, HBO show, and yeah, nobody wor- cared about the, the Song of Ice world. and
0: Fire uh, novels. Yeah,
1: yeah, the world loves it now, right? So right. it could be it could be a, as simple as a time thing. Maybe right now yeah. it's not. They're the not ready thing. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Roman, you're ahead of the curve.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> well that happens a lot with uh, you know I'm, I'm a big wrestling fan and I'm in and out of it, but like mm-hmm. there's wrestlers who it's like, oh fuck, man, if these guys were just around. They're they're like five years before yes. their time, you know. Yes, I can see what you mean. You know, like if they were around five years later, you know, and still young and stuff, like all oh, the fucking matches they'd be putting on, right? Or same thing, like some of these writers, like oh, if they just had access to this much more special effects stuff, mm-hmm. the cool shit we could have seen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, dude, uh, that, that's to me, that's what it's all about, man. When you're creating stuff, and it's not just writing, it's art, right? Yes. If you're just the thing with the two is a uh, you know even like with art or writing, if if you ever only write or do what you know that's all you'll ever do. And that's all people will be like, all I know is what's in this room. And it's like, no, there's a whole world outside. You have to experience stuff. You know, the idea with uh, art in general, art being music, being actual art, writing, writing, art the idea to me at least is in order to move people one way or another Art's supposed to move you it's, to, it's supposed to move you to tears It's supposed to move you to bravery courage anger. understanding, anger it's supposed to move you though, it's mm-hmm. supposed to elicit emotions whether they're you know and again i love comedy shit so like i want to laugh like you know yeah. I, I have <laughs> most of my days spent not feeling good so it's like it's yeah. nice to have a fucking laugh and let the valve go a bit and uh, so no dude, or like, feeling angry yeah. like maybe you're at work
1: <laughs> and you're super pissed and then you watch something like uh a uh, uh, bad guy on TV and he elicits this emotion out of you because you're like, right. I hate that guy. Yeah, I don't want to see. That him. happened
0: to me with. I was just talking to one of my regulars about it. Uh, you watch Squid Game, right? Yes. So, dude, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, it's a great story, dude. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting very upset and very angry at something that people probably didn't even think about. But it's like one of those like, just the way I saw these people, they're so desperate, and to me, it fucking it made me so mad to be like these rich people have nothing better to do with their money than. Fuck with people who are already on their last Fucking like leg, leg dude. Like they're, they're so desperate they need help And they're like nah mm-hmm. And it's just it, they're exploiting them and I hate that Again growing up as poor as I was like That show would piss me off just to think that my mom Or one of my friends or family would be in that situation Of yeah. being taken advantage of by somebody Who has money mm-hmm. just for their fun Like it made me upset and that's yeah. not even what the show's About the show's about you know supposed to be like This whole thing like well, yes he's, he's. I,
1: I think that's part of it they want you <laughs> to feel that I don't know I a lot of people I talked about didn't think that way, but again, really? not every,
0: Yeah, but again, not everybody's grown up the way I have. Not everybody was as poor as I was growing up. You Did know. Did you
1: watch the other the movie also made in Korea, um, Parasite? Not yet. No. No. Okay. That that film does the same thing where you the way they they portrayed it at the beginning with trailers, it was portrayed as um, rich people are weird or whatever, and that's what you think coming in. But no, when you watch the film, it's the other way around the right. the the poor people are the kind not to put them down but they're the ones that are by the name the parasite right so right, and right. then you elicit emotions from their actions yes the rich people aren't the best people but you get to see the desperate yeah. side and how desperate and the way these people get at, at, at their lowest yeah
0: everybody has a point of view everybody has you know mm-hmm. that's the thing I tell people too a lot of times you know I'll talk to people about like you know how shitty my life's been and this and that like in the sense of like all the problems I had to deal with. And, you know, people like to boil it down, like, well, if you were rich, it wouldn't happen. I'm like, it doesn't matter how much amount of money you had. Like, divorces happen to rich mm-hmm. people all the time. Families being split apart happen all the time. You know, going through just it could a be bunch anything. of- it, it could Yeah, dude. Being in a mansion doesn't make your sadness or depression better. You can, <laughs> have, you can have a sickness and like yeah, a, like at yeah.
1: the, in the the show. Like, someone can have a sickness and their life's coming to them. The money, all the money in the world probably can't save you. Yeah, exactly. They could give it a best shot, but it's probably not going to save you. You know, um, but yeah, that, that, yeah,
0: that was a good show. That I really liked the Squid yeah, game.
1: I liked it too. Yeah. What other questions do you have? So well, you draw from all these different things, and obviously it shows in your writing. Uh, you like the first, I think it was your first one. You had it was a sci-fi uh, uh, no. opera or what oh, space opera? Space yeah. Space opera. There you go. But it was sci-fi time
0: travel space opera. Yeah, yeah. and it was, was all sci-fi term.
1: based. And then you sw- you switched it up later to uh, to be uh, you had your. Horror element when you made a haunted house. I'm like, yeah, that's really well done. And then you had one that was, uh, it, it, to me, it felt like it was water Waterworld, and everybody was on ships. Oh, for which one? The pirate one, remember? you? Yes. Right.
0: So very much like that. So
1: the mm. idea with that one, because I want to go back
0: to that, actually. There's more to that story that I can mm. tell because yes. there's so many different lands. But the idea to that is supposed to be like a
1: post-nuclear, you know,
0: Mad yeah. Max. I thought
1: it was Waterworld. Well, I've never so, seen Waterworld, but I know that's Waterworld.
0: Well, no, the idea is when everything went down the way it did is there was little spots that didn't get touched, right? So it's yeah. the the emerald kingdom you know the forest lush and green Mm -hmm. well people who couldn't live there you know they went to sea and then they lived you know they 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 had these colonies they got these giant ships and put them together to make their own land out at sea and then you have people who live like in the desert already you know that's where the guy's going you know the idea where the pirates giving this guy um passage to you know the the middle east you know trying to figure out how do you live out there because that was happening in um in that story um is uh yeah they're they're not getting water. There's droughts. They're dealing with less water, the it's getting less and less green, plants dying off and stuff. Yeah. They've never had to deal with it. They don't know how it works. You know, they have the seeds, they have all the way to make the plants, but without water, without, you know, like the knowledge of how to live in a you know how we do right yeah we're not even that like we're, look where we're at you know we're, we have drought we're we have too
1: pandered right now to survive in that kind of time yeah. period but I not know.
0: just that though like i think where we're at you know uh, places like california you know central to south south uh, western california uh arizona new mexico you know we have to have drought resistant plants and all this and that we mm-hmm. we've, we have the knowledge though right to yeah. do that you know so imagine never having to deal with that you wouldn't know and same thing you know this character in uh in the story that i wrote you know he he doesn't have the knowledge. You know, he has the ingredients, right? He has the seeds. Mm-hmm. He knows you need water. He knows you need soil. He knows you need this and that. But he doesn't know what to do when there's not enough water, when, you know, the the, the winds are turning bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knows that these people out in the water have you know, survived. Have survived. So mm-hmm. how have they done it? You know, like they've helped him out. Like he's trying to get help. And then, you know, he goes to get help, makes friends with these people. They, he's like, I can't help you myself, but I can take you to someone who ki- who can. And the idea is he's taking them to, you know, somewhere like Middle Eastern, you know, like deserty, and they're going to show them, like, this is how you survive in the fucking sands. This is how you survive when there is no water. And there might be conflicts with, you know, them thinking that, you know, you don't share knowledge for free, right? Like, you don't. no, no. no. It's, it's, so at this
1: point <laughs> in time, what you're telling me, knowledge is the most important thing that's going to help yeah. you survive, you know, knowledge. And then, and then what, what is owed to you, right? What is owed to you? What are you, what
0: are you allowed to give? Um yeah there's just a lot of moving pieces and again I'm definitely
1: looking forward to writing more in that story because I definitely got more for it uh, that that um that's something tough that i i I looked into the writing because I want to write d and d and if you have an active world. Moving pieces, let's say you're, you're focused in one small right. town.
0: That's why I think d d does it well, though. All the mm-hmm. books will take you, they'll, they'll go eventually back to another realm, right? You'll go from, uh, what well, was it, Curse of Strahd, and then like five, six years later, you go back to Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. You'll go back to that setting. But again, with all these moving pieces, you can afford to, we have so much in these universes, you can afford to kind of bounce around to get different settings, different storylines. Mm-hmm. And then when you have a story to tell, you can go back to the setting, and be like, all right, cool, now I can pick up the horror fucking shit again, you know, like. I think d and does a good job with that. But
1: what I mean is, let's say you're making your own world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you, let's universe. say you make a little kingdom yourself. Right? You make this little kingdom, whatever. You have your little adventure here. How did that affect the world around it? Right. Right? Let's say there was an insurrection there, right? Uh, and shit goes down, whatever. You win, you lose, whatever happens. How does that affect the other side of the world? Does right. it affect it? Yeah. Uh, and if they're not, I even, think Game uh, of Thrones did a good job of showing you yes, that. Yes. Yes. Where you have all
0: these different kingdoms that are constantly, again, moving pieces, mm-hmm. buying back and, and it's forth. hard
1: to keep track of that sometimes because, like they're, uh, like you said, they're moving pieces. And if you're not, if they're frozen still, and this whole thing happened in this other side of the world, right? How do they catch up? And where are they now?
0: Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to show, and I think that's a the a good writer can show that you know you see that a lot again i'm a, I'm a huge star wars fan so i'll bring star Wars back into it mm-hmm. you know that's what i love the original trilogy from episode four to five as we know them now from a new hope to empire strikes back what is cool is time has passed so you get to catch up with how these characters have grown where they're at now how how what are the repercussions of the end of the last movie where they destroy the death star right mm-hmm. and that's where i feel like it failed in the sequel trilogy where episode eight picks up right after episode seven you've given these characters no time to grow mm-hmm. you're trying to force growth on them on screen that's unnatural not right and they're just where they were at the end of the last movie so you're really not doing yourself a a huge favor in story writing um like uh, uh setting yourself up for failure almost mm-hmm. and um i feel like you got to kind of do that you gotta you gotta imagine like all right cool we, we've been got again like you know i brought uh, up curse of straw to direct this guy to ravenloft and it's one of those like all right we need to introduce a bunch of new stuff and make it seem like this world is alive and it has been moving this whole time even though we haven't been watching it right that's one of the things you you know as a kid you don't have that you don't have that idea of object permanence in the sense of like you only see what you see and you don't realize that you
1: know when you're away the world keeps moving on without you you know exactly like, you you think you're in this little bubble nothing's going to change but when you go outside of the bubble yeah it's like what what is over there <laughs> you don't even know what that is
0: exactly exactly
1: Anyways, uh so that was uh for anyone who hasn't seen it or heard it, that was episode thirteen I believe, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I got it up here. It's called the salty with the salt uh parley with the salty king. Yeah, parley with the salty king. See, yeah. I like the idea too of like, yeah, they, they uh I like that word parley.
0: Yeah, parley. Well yeah. You you
1: come here, no no
0: no parley. <laughs> Fucking Warriors, dude. I love that movie, dude. I've Not never seen to, it. Oh, I have That's my favorite like one of my favorite movies. I've
1: been wanting to watch it, but I want to watch I, it with I have someone the, who's seen it and they can kinda of give a little bit of context. I though. have the D V D we'll have to watch it one of these days. Yeah, um yeah. probably in a couple weeks. Um
0: but yeah, dude, the um yeah, dude, I, I like that idea too of like the the Salty Kingdom is again they they've made their own kingdom on water and Mm. and it's all multicultural, multinational because, you know, the the ocean belongs to no one. Mm. It really doesn't. All these Everybody wants to pretend like these Mm. waters are this country. The ocean owns you, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The ocean owns you and it's fucking rough and it's difficult Mm. and you realize quickly you're better off working together than pirating yourself, you know, in the sense of like just cannibalizing everything because eventually you're left with nothing. So I like the idea of having these giant, you know, cargo ships and uh, aircraft carriers and all these ships out at sea just convulging to make a giant like that's what i'm imagining kingdom. it's this and and that's stapled together almost <laughs> yeah like rope together or whatever but then they can kind of branch off and go where they need to go mm-hmm. when they need to do stuff you know people their homes are like maybe uh either they're living in the boats like uh, under the what is it called the um not the galley what the fuck is it called um the deck under deck under the deck oh, yeah okay. um and uh or yeah maybe cargo containers or their little like fucking apartments right it's mm-hmm. like an apartment complex you have stacked cargo containers with ladders and shit um just building this world and then the idea of what is out in the ocean and then it's, it's seagulls you know and and you raise them to be these things that can help you but ultimately the the re, the world is brutal and cruel and you have to teach you know people coming of age that you know yes you've raised it all right cool now you're gonna have to kill it and sometimes you have to do bad things just to survive yeah and sometimes you gotta you know like understand that this is just the way the world sometimes is Yeah, you can be um, uh, attached to stuff and still have to do fucked up shit, you know? And yeah, you can drink the blood of the seagulls, and that'll get you some fucking hydration for a little bit. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was a cool idea too, just having the little fucking seagull hats and <laughs> hiding behind fucking ledges and shit, making it look like it's just birds.
1: Yeah. i when you first sold it, I thought that seagulls grew up to be people, and I'm like, what oh no, the no, fuck! Well, yeah, I, I thought <laughs> post-apocalyptic something must have happened. I'm like, no, it makes more sense that like, yes, they're people just wearing seagull hats or whatever. <laughs> no, that was a really well told story. That's why uh, I'm like, yeah, I want yeah. to, I want to see, I want to pick Roman's brain about. This because uh where did this come from what what was the idea from it did you read something that you saw that like oh i could pick something up from here and make it my own make it better or make it worse or whatever but you took it you took it yourself and you made something really well done out yeah. of it and obviously it sounds like you have more to build off of it
0: yeah it's gonna be interesting uh, again uh, almost every story almost not all of them but uh, for sure, the sci fi space opera, there's more to that story that I can tell if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, the. I mean, almost all my stories, I have more room for building them, some of, them. And some some of them, them are just like one and done. Like yeah, some of them tell. are
1: self-contained. I, I felt like the maybe the haunted house was kind of self-contained. Yeah, that was pretty self-contained. It can be built on, but obviously, yeah. it can. It's, it's that's a one story. of those
0: where the plot doesn't progress. Mm-hmm. It's it, just it's just there. Mm-hmm. Now you can have stories that take place in it, like obviously, you know, yes, let's like go further builds. into the past, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh yeah, you know, these this couple had a fucking date and they're having a lover spat, <laughs> and at this bed and breakfast, and then they get fucking killed by the owner. <laughs> you know, just little <laughs> shit like that, right? Where that, that's just the, and That'd then you. Like, an amazing story. Yeah, so if no, you they're make they're
1: the just, house into a bread and breakfast, and it's like, oh no, I'm here to kill you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, just a little shit like that, though. Where it's like, yeah, do you? It's not gonna. There's no overall plot to keep moving. Like mm-hmm. it's always gonna be what it is. But maybe.
1: It's more like the house is a force, not not a... Yeah. Not a or not just...
0: It's just a setting. Mm-hmm. It's just a setting. It's just a place where things happen. Yes. And different people come and do different things. So if I were to make another story, that's probably the type of story it would be where it's just... It's something different you might not even know that, it ha- that, that mm-hmm. this house they're in, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because the house is never described. It can be whatever. You it, know? Could be it can g- be whatever you think it is.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't really know what to put. I just... All I saw when you were telling the story, they're there and this guy's killing a person to make a work out of them. and that was I'm like, whoa, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, that was a good one. I'm like, you got the inspiration from like talking to your nephew. Yeah, or whatever? my nephew.
0: Because we're driving by. So remember on you know on Avenue Seven and a Half, driving to Fresno. Yeah, there's the, that haunted the, house. The haunted house.
1: The monster house. So <laughs> I, so I don't. I'm very skeptical when it comes to ghosts. But if anything's haunted, that, that is, house is. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the house from Monster House. It looks like it. Never seen it, but I uh, believe you.
0: Yeah, dude, it looks just like it has the windows, the door, and everything. Uh-huh. And I was telling my nephew, like, look, there's a haunted house. And he goes, I don't know how to make a haunted house. I'm like, how? He goes, haunted bricks. I'm like, and he's genius. talking like, well, he's talking like Minecraft or Lego. Yeah, genius. Stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's a <laughs> but good idea. But I- you took that idea and you right it. That was really yeah. good. I'm like, that is a good idea. <laughs> Man, fuck that house. <laughs> Oh man, what else?
1: You have any other questions? Uh, yeah, no. So you had you had the haunted house. Uh, I'm trying to remember what number episode it was. Uh, number eleven. So if you guys are interested, in how to build a haunted yeah, house?
0: Early on, it would have been all the odd numbers. So even numbers were me talking or talking with people, and then the odd numbers would be the stories. Hmm.
1: Um, you do all the writing for them. Um, so how hard is it to do the voice acting though? Because you uh, voice act everything.
0: It's pretty difficult. Um, I try to. It was so hard at first because I (laughs) just... The very first episode, and I'll never do it the same way. Yeah, the drama. (laughs) Well, and not just that, but I I did it where I recorded every character's lines at once so if i was doing the one for one character i'd do all his lines record them and then i'd cut and Mm -hmm. paste them into the timeline like this is just fucking stupid but it's also hard going back and forth with some of the voices too Mm -hmm. dude like so i i don't know man i probably wouldn't do it that way again what i'd probably want to do is do like a you know radio drama style where if i do have multiple characters and i want to do it all at once i'll have I'll ask people to help record with me. You know, I have like three people, yeah. you know, um, voice acting, basically something
1: like, like at least throw a, a side character to someone. So you're, you're you can keep a Yeah. Just timeline. alternate
0: from one to another
1: easy mm-hmm. instead of going back and forth. So, changing voices. so there can be proper dialogue or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause
0: yeah, then everybody just gets a script and then we can just go back and forth. And make yeah. It easier.
1: Yeah. Cause I, I, going back and listening to him like, yeah, man, he did this all by himself and it's, it's a lot of work. And that's why I kind of don't do the
0: stories anymore. It takes a long time to come up with a good idea. Plot it out, write it, edit the story, get something that I'm fine putting out that i won't be completely embarrassed of Mm -hmm. because it's hard man like what people don't understand is there's so much it's very difficult to be uh vulnerable in the way of just putting out stuff that i've created and knowing that it's not going to be the best and you know that's where my rational brain comes in where it's Mm -hmm. like yeah everybody starts somewhere and again somebody's gonna like it but it is very hard so again for every story that i put out every episode i put out there's been so many episodes where i'm doing them especially by myself and I hit record, and I've probably had to restart like ten times because, like, I'm so I, I'm fucking I'm a shy person in general, dude. Like, I'm a shy person. I don't like talking to people. I'm socially anxious, and uh, and it's just this is where I got to be like a superhero and just fucking man up and do it, man.
1: How confident were you with the female voice? I don't know. Be honest. No, it was like, it was fine. On recording, you're like, do I do I feel feminine here? Am I am I am I projecting what I feel? Would oh, I, pre- I
0: love the idea of making like just a fucking hoe ass girl, dude. Like. <laughs> So I'm I'm gonna be doing a Power Rangers uh, role playing game. They have a role playing game. I remember, yeah. And I'm gonna be doing a campaign with one of my buddies, and he's like, "Well, Power Ranger, do want to be like? I don't care what color it is, just let me know ahead of time, and I will write up a backstory depending on what color it is, because I'm gonna. It's gonna be a girl, and she's gonna be a fucking hoe for sure, and she's gonna be like. But depending on what color she is, uh, the the color Ranger she is is gonna determine what kind of character she is. Yeah. If she's, you know, uh, if I'm the Black Ranger, then she's gonna be like a fucking big titty goth girl and shit, you know, and just being like all fucking like. Like, just ho-ish, but, like, fucking goth about it. Yeah, if I'm the Blue Ranger, she's probably going to be, like, a little, like, Latina fucking, like, chola and shit, dude. She's uh-huh. going to, she's like, my nickname is Charms because my boyfriend uh, Lucky's in jail and he <laughs> calls me his Lucky Charms. And just shit like that, you know? That's good. Um Yeah, and he goes, oh, yeah, he dedicates oldies to me all the time from prison. You know, shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, my boyfriend Lucky can't find out that you fucked me or else he'll kill you. You know, just shit like that. Yeah. yeah. If I'm the Red Ranger, she's just going to be the most, like, inbred fucking, like, redneck fucking hit. Dick. yeah <laughs> just be like oh your dick tastes just like my cousins just <laughs> fucked up shit like that because again I, I like the absurdist humor of like um you know just fucking with people too because mm-hmm. especially in a in the sense of a D group you know a lot of people are gonna try to be serious you know they're playing out their fantasies yeah and my fantasy is to make people laugh and to fucking derail whatever you thought you had going people think we're going one way and i'm like let's try to make it different i feel so bad because there was this one of the one of my customers um uh, really really nice girl she's a sweet you know a uh, white girl and uh i was playing in a group with her you know it was like a halloween one and she had like this supposed to be like this like village type area where people don't like outsiders and stuff well i'm a gnome i, I like making this like little shit ass fucking gnome forest gnome usually a gnome druid yeah and he's just he's a uh, hermit and the reason he's a hermit is people don't like him mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not because he's like oh, I want to go and leave behind society's like no people can't stand me because uh-huh. uh, I always try to go off of the stats I roll too so he for that version of uh, his name was nomeo mm-hmm. for that version of nomeo he rolled really high wisdom really low charisma I'm like yeah because <laughs> he thinks he's the smartest person in the room at all times yeah and the reason he's so knowledgeable he has one book like a survival like handbook. So he's like, he calls it Nomo's book. He's like, I have Nomo's book says this. And Nomeo's book says that. You know, so it's just very annoying, very shitty. So
1: was he Nomeo the No it all? Eh?
0: no, he's just Nomo. Like oh, uh, I goes, think that's
1: a good nickname. You should take so, that.
0: Uh, so <laughs> and uh but what I had done is uh she's like um what was
1: it? Uh she's doing her setting.
0: She yeah, she's doing her setting and stuff. She's like, oh, the people are scared of you. I'm like, all right, well we'll follow this one. And it was all this lady season. She runs into her house. I'm like, all right, cool, let's follow her, try to get some help. You know, and we get into the house, she's like, What do you want? And he goes what was it? Uh, the. It was, oh, we just need some help. Blah blah blah. They're they're talking. I just come in with my like little fucking bullshit every now and then, and they're and uh she's like, oh well. The uh, the village doesn't seem to like outsiders. Why? Because I'm a fucking gnome. Because <laughs> my skin is greasy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking racist. And she's like, oh, and you can tell like the horn in her in the players and the the DMs yeah. like face of like oh man i didn't mean to be racist like <laughs> just shit like see, that See, that's
1: hard because some people get uncomfortable and I they, know. Don't wanna, they don't want to they don't want to discriminate she, or anything well, But no she was very
0: much like trying to pull it off like no 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 just just outsiders people aren't from this village and then so it <laughs> when we when we find them in the hall she's like there's all kinds of different people in the hall you got you know see, this and no, that that's bad so, so it fucked up they're like
1: <laughs> that's bad see the,
0: i like see, i like doing shit like that yeah, where it's like that's I'm, good role play <laughs>
1: that's very good role play. i
0: like fucking with people dude it's just fucking funny and uh <laughs> just all, all kinds of shit like that um but yeah that's what i plan on doing with the uh the power rangers fucking shit is i just want to be i just want to fuck up shit you know um because there's a whole thing, right? All, especially with all these like fucking horny, fucking uh, fat nerds. They they want to sleep with the NPCs and shit. Oh, my God. But it's never the other way around, right? It's always a guy going after a girl. I'm like, nah, I'm going to be a fucking hoe bag. And I'm going to just... Make them come me. to you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: So are you going to just accept anybody or are you going to roll for it? Well, we'll see. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. We'll see. I'm a fucking Power Ranger. I was chosen by Zordon. Mm. They wanted teens with attitude.
1: <laughs> is it, is it, is it uh, uh, the... The Power Ranger setting, or like which? It's setting? Power Rangers. Yeah, no, no, but which uh, Mighty Morphin? Yeah, okay, perfect. but the
0: the books will continue more shit, and not just that. Got it. Is uh when you pick a Power Ranger color, you have access to a lot of the different versions of the Power Rangers. Okay, so you can do like MMPR, the Ninja, the Turbo Zio. They have a lot of stuff. It goes up to a certain amount of time. Okay, and then they're gonna come out with another book with even more further. They did a uh a rolling uh not a rolling tray a dice tower, um that Zordon's head in the tube. <laughs> yeah they showed it off it looks pretty fucking ugly
1: but it's cool <laughs> that's that's good i mean i i always encourage good role play because i love role play
0: yeah role playing's fun i like building universes too mm-hmm. see i don't
1: know enough um
0: technical wise about the games but i'm trying to build my own universe and mm-hmm. stuff like that and uh i got really cool story ideas for shit like i got this really cool idea of making a dungeon uh, i don't want to put out too much i've only let a few people know about it um but i'll talk to you about it afterwards okay Um, you
1: and me should actually uh collaborate on this because i'm actually very good at the techno site but i'm bad at story building right right but yeah man
0: what are the questions you got uh
1: yeah so um so i going back to the because the question i had was how comfortable are you with the female voice you did a couple female voices especially the first episode so (laughs) i gave you a pass on that one because it was an alien what was her name i don't remember <laughs> okay i don't remember either at the top of my head but it was a female alien so yes. you can get away with almost anything yeah, yeah yeah so that was fine but later you had to play a different character another female character and it was a, it was a fantasy setting uh yeah yeah i forgot about that one that was a good story too yeah that was a very really good story yeah, fantasy it was a yeah. orc who uh uh oh, i don't remember
0: if he was an orc i think it was uh
1: well, th- I think the the smart guy was an orc or something. Fuck,
0: I don't remember, dude. I feel so bad. I have to re listen to a lot yeah. That was a fun one. I do remember that.
1: Yeah, but you, you have to play another female character in that. Yeah. How comfortable you with that one?
0: That's fine. Because she
1: was a hoe bag as well. for yeah, what she it was, was. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's very. She wanted. She wanted the dick.
1: I think she had a, a her. You said it was a, a a weed symbol on her. Yeah, her her uh, bush was yeah. <laughs> it was a weed plant. <laughs> <laughs> where did that come from? I don't know. It's just fucking funny, dude. <laughs> But it had to come from somewhere no dude
0: like i, I just think. did you ever just,
1: did you ever think of doing that for yourself or something nah it's just again it's so absurd and ridiculous dude like <laughs> oh uh, i i just found this so it was episode five muscle panda wizard and muscle physics. panda wizard physics yes yeah. so th- that was the setting and obviously you put, you played all, all these different characters you played the 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 wizard guy uh was he was trying to get the girl back right because he came back from wizarding school or something because he came back to his hometown or something? I don't or, remember, You don't remember dude. the story? I don't okay. know. She came back. She oh, was she going to came school. back. That's right. He was yeah. a, he was a, a... Just fucking bumming around. Yeah, that's right. And she came back from uh, Druid school or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And she came back and, yeah. <laughs> and it was him trying to win back the girl or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, That was a good one. <laughs> that, was, fuck. that was a fun one. That was a good setting. Anyone who hasn't listened to it, go back and listen to it. Episode five.
0: I like the idea of having birds just covering her tits at all times. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm like, <laughs> that's something you
1: only see in cartoons, and to see it in an actual setting like that's always happening. Like, isn't that a little odd? A little bit fourth wall breaking.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun.
1: Oh man, you had some good writing. Is there one that you thought was like personally your favorite? Um, fuck, that one was probably one of my favorite ones right there. Um, I like Like these are all your children, obviously you like them all, but you have to pick when the other one's gonna be. because there's
0: similar it's like it was fun to get the story, you know, done and it's cool and all, but like I don't really I, I, I remember it like you know, because there, there'll be stuff that I'll forget. Like I want to go back and listen to a couple of these that we talked about because I've forgotten about them and they were good enough to be like, all right, I'll do it again. There's <laughs> some that I'm like, I uh-huh. remember the gist of it. It's good. Like I don't need to watch it again. Okay. Um, I I want to do a follow to the sci-fi western. I just forgot what I was gonna do. I think I was gonna do like a robot slave auction type of thing. Where That's the, good. Yeah, where the uh, the robots are auctioning off the the the, the people. The the real people mm-hmm. or not the real people. The uh like the organic fucking beans. You know, a slave slave auctioning block and just having it again just be absurd and weird and out there and be like what the fuck is going on here dude yeah yeah. so that, that's what i follow one that i wanted to follow up with but we'll, we'll see man it's just again time allowing i got a lot of projects that it's been going on
1: yeah you're um, constantly working you have a, a bunch of family but you, you you still find some time to do some writing which yeah, here and there. which is admirable do
0: you have any more questions about anything else or kind of uh, tapped out for now
1: uh for now yeah all right uh,
0: but another segment of the uh of this episode you had brought up earlier is uh memorable quotes from stories that you know we've uh kind of enjoyed in the past and uh dude i love like i there's so many like quotes that i say all the time for movies that i fucking love dude and like
1: uh, uh i'll throw one out there I'll, i i could bring you in warm or i could bring you in cold can yeah, you tell me what's that good
0: can you tell me what's that from roman i think that was from um I'll give you two shots. I know it's from Mandalorian. I okay. was trying to figure out something funnier, but okay. I'm too tired right now to be funny. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> no, that was a good line. That's, no, that's a that's, really good line. That's
1: very Western
0: and a sci-fi setting. Yep. Um, no, dude, like one of my favorite ones, I say it all the fucking time, is if he dies, he dies. Like fucking <laughs> Ivan Drago is my oh, fucking God. favorite, dude. But and, and the reason why it's so cool is it's such a cold-blooded fucking line, but it also builds on the character of like, that's how Ivan Drago's world is. Maybe mm-hmm. he's not being... So how do you say he comes off right as he's, the he's bad being, guy mm-hmm. as he's uh, apathetic. Um, he, he's very crass. Is yeah, that he, word? not even crass like it's a uh, he does. He has disregard for the life. He doesn't care. It's insignificant to him
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, no empathy, no compassion for, you know, the person that he might kill. You know, might have killed, and which he does, right? Apollo Creed dies. Yeah. Um, but it, what's also cool is that people don't think about it is that's the world that Ivan Drago lives in, too. Mm-hmm. That he's probably had, that could have been him on the other end of it. Exactly. And the, and the Russians would not have given a fuck. Exactly. You know, and, and you get to see, you know, when Rocky's in Russia, you get to see when they fight over there what, what uh, life is like over there. What it's like over there and how he's looked at and how he's treated as well, you know, like. Um, you don't have to refresh me. So like at the end when he loses, they're giving him shit or whatever, and he like beats up the dude, like fucking, uh, beats up the, the politician and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- have you watched the Creed movies at all? No, not at all. So the second one, Creed fights um, uh, Ivan Drago's son. Yeah. Which is a big deal because you know Ivan Drago, his father killed yeah. his dad. Yeah,
1: it's it's a it's a and carrying of the torch.
0: Yeah, one and when uh, it's a chance for him to kind of avenge his father's death and this and that. But what's cool? So again, really well written. What's cool is you see that after he lost that fight, he Ivan Draco lost everything. His the politicians that were backing him, you know the the government, the country, the status. Yeah, he lost all of that. His wife left him for one of the politicians. Mm-hmm. Left not only him but left the son. And you start, you know, you start seeing the, in the insight to this character where that's all he had. And he he feels like if his son wins, he can win it back and win back his wife, which is never going to happen. Right. Like, yeah. And you get to see how uh, all of this that, you know, his son becoming a boxer and doing all this and that and being so good. It was never. How do you say? It was for Ivan Draco. It wasn't for the son because the son tells him at the end, too, is like she left us. Yeah, She didn't just leave you. She left us and. And uh, it's her fault, not yours, not ours. Like you know, it's it's a really cool moment. And again, it's just that if he dies, he dies. It's just a really cool insight into not only how the character is, but his point of view on life. You know, again, it's really easy to just be like, he's the bad guy. The the Russians or the steel curtain or the iron mm-hmm. curtain is you know
1: those evil. Reds.
0: Yeah, those Reds, those commie bastards. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, their life's not easy, dude. No, definitely. Ivan Draco's life. Is they do not want easy. to
1: survive over there. And exactly. uh, I I can see what you mean. And that sucks. Like, yeah, he he'll. So that movie was like obviously painted to make him look like the bad guy. Yeah, he's he's the antagonist, mm-hmm. and and uh, as, especially especially
0: as an adult, I very much learned that um, just because just because the how do you say the point of view character, the protagonist, yeah, is the main character doesn't mean that they're always good mm-hmm. or that they're always right. I mean, look at Breaking Bad, great show. Oh God. And you root yeah. for Walter White and then you realize like, oh, he's the bad guy.
1: Well, he that's the point of the I I think that goes with the name, yeah, breaking, breaking Bad because he's breaking. Yeah.
0: But again, people root for him till the very end and it's yep. just wild, dude, it's wild. Again, how we get behind these characters, right? Like mm-hmm. fucking um, Walter White and And Bonnie and Clyde, right? They're the bad guys. They're doing bad things. Al Capone, right? The Joker. Mm -hmm. Like, we idolize these characters who it's like, yeah, they're not good. Um, Yellowstone. I love the show. And as I watch it, I'm like, these people aren't the good guys.
1: (laughs) Uh, So, I I think I agree with you. But I I don't idolize them as a person or whatever. I idolize them as a character. I look at it from the outside view. No,
0: I get it. They're they're cool characters. But a lot of Mm -hmm. people just like... They root for him regardless. And and you see it again. It's it's more of a immaturity thing. Not an immaturity thing. Like a lack of maturity. A lack of uh, ob- objectivity. Mm-hmm. You know, more subjectivity. Because you see it a lot with kids, you know. Like my nephew. I don't know if I talked to you about this. My nephew, he's really liking Stranger Things. He just wrapped up watching the newest season. I haven't seen it yet. And he's yeah. always like, who's your favorite character in Stranger Things? I'm like... They're all cool You don't like any of them Like well I didn't say that I'm just like they're all cool I don't have, You don't have to have a favorite Yeah You can just watch a show And enjoy it for what it is mm-hmm. You know but everybody feels Like they need to And that's that's what I was saying earlier Is like people They rally behind these characters These people that aren't real Or if they are real They don't care about mm-hmm. you So you're you're defending them And fighting for them
1: For what like You should have said It was the baby She's the least stupid One in those shows Who? Does the, the, Them to have like A baby daughter or whatever And what? In Stranger Things A baby what? The little sister, the, the the youngest one. You don't remember? Okay, never mind. It's fine. No, fuck! I don't know. Are you talking about uh, what's his
0: face? Is Lucas's uh, younger sister? Yeah. Yeah, she's cool.
1: Yeah, she's the least stupid one of everybody in the series. Everybody makes stupid mistakes in the yeah. show. Anyway, so continue. Yeah, was cool.
0: But no, then, uh, another one of my favorite quotes, because, you know, if he dies, he dies is great. But another one is, uh, dude, and I fucking say it all the time whenever my buddies are doing shit. Yeah. Um, like competitive, I will be like, get on my body
1: bag, Johnny.
0: <laughs> That's my fucking favorite, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, I fucking love. And, and again, like uh, that quote, it's uh, just like we were talking with uh, Ivan Draco earlier, you know, with the reason why he said the things he said. You know, it's one supposed to show you how. How. um how bad they are right they're the bad guys or you're not supposed to like them Mm -hmm. but it also shows you when you look more into it like how the cobra kai mentality is is everybody's taught to be ruthless and no mercy right Mm -hmm. strike first strike hard no mercy yep and uh have you watched cobra kai yet not at all oh it's so fucking good it goes more into that where yeah he basically brainwashed them and abused these kids to be assholes Mm -hmm. and it's cool because you see johnny lawrence kind of going through i'm glad they got the the original actors too but you get to see johnny lawrence going through you know this growth again very hankillist where he still has his point of view in life but he's also learning to get better to be mm-hmm. better yeah and then you see again the, the show does a really good job showing you that johnny wasn't necessarily the bad guy he was just the antagonist mm-hmm. and he was just as much a victim as daniel Larusso russo was and then a lot of the conflict that daniel had with johnny was actually daniel's fault when you look at it from the other point of view mm-hmm. you know daniel is the only incident that is not daniel's fault completely is the first time where he runs into johnny where he's talking to his girlfriend or whatever his ex you know because he supposedly broke up Mm -hmm. daniel didn't know that but then the next every time he has conflicts after that daniel's the one seeking it out and being an asshole and it's like yeah see you're not completely the victim here you know when he gets his ass kicked and chased out from the, the high school at that halloween party um johnny and his and his goons they were in the restroom smoking or doing whatever they were and daniel gets a water hose and sprays them
1: what a so dick. he goes out of his way right yeah but, but he's the protagonist he's mm-hmm. the main character we're supposed yeah. to
0: love the karate kid yeah so again like there's, there's just a bunch of like little shit like that where you're like oh yeah you know you got to get different point of views and by being a little bit more objective or, or unbiased at the very least or just having giving people the benefit of the doubt or l- tr- giving the thought of having a different point of view you know being like well let's look at it from this way it, it's really cool it, it adds for more It allows for more storytelling as well. You can be like, all right,
1: well, what story can you tell? All right, we're we're already establishing that things aren't exactly the way they looked. So it wasn't as black as white as it came because you think, oh, this skinny little kid. It's it's, I don't want to say coming of age story, but it's a it's a story of growth. It
0: very much is coming of age. Well, you're right though, where it's like he is growing. He's learning a way of the world. Maybe not the way of the world. Mm -hmm. Maybe the way he wants to live his world. And again, it's, it's a really cool story. You know, Miyagi-Do and all that stuff. If you get a chance, definitely check out um, Cobra Kai because it's definitely worth watching. You'll love it, Goofy. Like, I think it's like right up your alley tone okay. and everything.
1: Um, well, I think those those two story, those two quotes and those two uh, stories are very good examples of uh, what I like when uh, when they, they, they turn the tables. A good writer, when they turn the tables and they show you a different pr- perspective, like, oh, shit, maybe the person that I was rooting for wasn't always correct. Right. They, they were doing the right thing. But at, at, in the end, they were doing the right thing. But the other person was fighting for something as well. And you don't get to see that from right. the rarely. first point of view.
0: Yeah, rare, rarely do you get to see that. Mm-hmm. And again, that's
1: that's really well done.
0: Again, same thing with, the, you know, we'll go back to Rocky. You've watched the first ones, right? One, two, three, four. I've seen four. them all. I just um, don't remember because it's been years. So, right. Rocky's a protagonist in part one. Mm-hmm. But just because Apollo Creed's an antagonist doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you see it in the second movie for the the rematch. And then in the third movie... You see him help him train. So
1: yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I dude. remember that. That was cool, and it's like, so you you get this point of view where like he's not the bad guy. Maybe he's a dickhead or whatever, well, but he, 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 he wants to champion, win. But he's the champion, though. He's the champion, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he wants to win
0: and he's right cuz you have to talk shit you know you get eyes on you you get eyes on you you can sell ads you can make that's money sponsorship that's exactly. money right exactly yeah you know connor mcgregor all these fuckers you know mm-hmm. uh, what's the one uh, mayweather you know like <laughs> you know what they're doing like yeah you,
1: you know what they're doing they're hyping up the crowd they're trying to sell out the show and uh, it's a way to make money you can't fault them all for that maybe they were told to do that we don't know right
0: so no like i i like stuff like that i'm trying to think of other fun quotes cuz i dude i'm a like one-liner guy like i love
1: a good one-liner is always great
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, there's just a bunch of other fun stuff. Anything
1: from a comic book or a manga that you read?
0: Well, fuck, I was just thinking about this one uh, yesterday, day before when I was at the gym. Mm -hmm. But, like, uh, because the new Obi-Wan show has got me on a fucking Vader kick again. And I was remembering the very end of uh, Charles Soule's run on Darth Vader, issue 25. He's fighting off Darth Moming, and he's fucking destroyed and fucked up and uh let me see if i can find the panel again but basically what he says is i create my own destiny my destiny's in my hands and i'm like that's so true people like to think everything's going to be well like it's going to be well if you make it well if you work to do it you can't you know there's some stuff where you just got to be patient there's some stuff where it's like you got to be proactive you can't be reactive about it um let me see if i can find it what about you goof what are some uh quotes that uh
1: uh you and i are familiar with this uh manga my hero academia yeah um we can both agree that um, All Might is a is a good character. I like All Might, yeah. So I'm not too far into it, but uh, there is something that really stuck to me when um when I was reading it. Uh, it was a it was a line that that started with uh, our protagonist character Deku. Yeah, he's the kid that inherits his power and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. some of you that don't know now, um, and he says something to All Might. He says, "Was there ever a moment you, you couldn't save someone?" And that just started, like, this big tangent of All Might. Because this, at this moment, All Might is not in this uh, powerful form, right? Yeah,
0: he's in the, the little he's in exhausted this, form. Exhausted
1: form. But he was still still able to look Deku in the eyes and still say the things a hero should say to him. Right. And he tells him, at this moment, there's someone out there that's getting hurt or being uh, robbed or whatever, right? And I can't help them. And that, that I think that stuck to me so much because that proves to me that all might is a good character he might not be the actual superman of the world but he's the example of it what heroes should strive to so in that example when he's he's talking to deku and he's giving him this moment or whatever deku realizes like my hero is my actual hero here that that's teaching me to be a better person has just taught me something better as well because i could do the best i can but i can't do everything all myself right that's what friends are for or whatever but that that does it, it stuck to me
0: no it, it makes sense though dude like um you can't always save you're not you can't be everywhere at once exactly you know, as much as you wish you could
1: exactly and that was the point he was trying to make it's like I'm, I'm doing the best i can i'm killing myself to do everything that i can but at the at the very end right now i'm exhausted i'm i'm just standing here talking to you and as we're talking someone out there's getting hurt someone's in trouble and i can't do anything about it exactly and you need to take that in stride because it's gonna happen to you and i think that was a good learning moment for the our main character there
0: no definitely what, what are some other ones
1: um i had also we we talked about this off uh off uh recording uh there was a moment where uh where a character talks to another one and he says, uh, I wanted to destroy something beautiful.
0: Oh yeah, from fucking Fight Club.
1: From Fight Club. But that was used in a different context. Uh, where I got it from was, uh, there's a comic book. Uh, I don't recall the full name. It's one of the Deadpool ones. It's yeah. one of the Deadpool ones. And um, there's, a, there's a moment in time, or this, the whole comic book itself is Deadpool jumping from world to world, finding different Deadpools or whatever. And he finds one that's pretty much the opposite of him. He still has all the powers, all the region stuff or whatever, but uh, he is a very good guy. He's leaving the army. I think he's the captain of the army. He, uh, and the, the thing that's important is that he's actually beautiful. As uh, as we all <laughs> know, Wade Wilson is a grotesque person who looks horrible from all the experimentation and what got him to his uh, super state. Right. So when, uh, when this f- new other version of the Deadpool takes off his mask because he's like, I want to face you face to face like a man. and Wade sees him like god damn it he's also beautiful (laughs) and then they get into this big old fight and whatever and then obviously uh, the deadpool that we're rooting for wins the fight and keeps beating him over and over in the face and uh um, he has a companion with him which is a zombie head deadpool and he tells him why did you do that and he says i wanted to destroy something beautiful (laughs) and obviously we if you've seen fight club you know the quote and uh (laughs) I thought it paired so well with this because uh, he's obviously quoting Fight Club. He knows he's quoting Fight Club because he's breaking the fourth wall. And it stuck to me because I was like, okay, I know what you're doing. You're sticking to your character, which is breaking the fourth wall. And obviously, you're very upset because this guy's beautiful and you're not. So that's where the line comes from. (laughs) Yeah, that was a... I know you don't remember it, but know, we, it, we both read it, and I thought it, I, it was one of my favorites. It stuck to me for until this day. I'm like, this was, this was great. It was just a
0: funny moment, right? It was a
1: funny moment. It was topped off with a good one-liner.
0: Right. Actually, oh, I still can't find that panel. Uh, okay. But it's basically Vader. You know, he's taking his destiny into his own hands. And again, mm-hmm. you know, just like I said before, you know, it's like... Uh, was I make my own destiny? Like, it was such a good, such a good freaking story. That whole run was, it was it? basically Vader year one. It was a uh, volume two of Darth Vader from Marvel Comics. Uh, Charles Soule was the writer for that. Yeah. And it basically takes place right at the end of episode three for Star Wars. Um, so he's still saying, like, no. And then it's him becoming Vader, you know? Because the way that episode three lives off, he's just fucking bitchy ass little whiny Anakin in a black suit. So how does he go from that to the badass, um, you know? Um, Darth Vader that we see in Episode
1: Four, right in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so it's, it's it's a really good series, really good ri- writing. If you guys haven't already, I definitely recommend checking it out.
1: Uh, so, was there anything else revolving the context of the quote, or are you just uh, it, uh, because he they're
0: being there? There, uh, he was trying to. So, there was a Sith, uh, Darth Momin, that was trying to trick him into. Uh, so you find out you, you've seen Vader's castle, right?
1: Yeah, I remember you showing me.
0: Um there's a specific reason why it looks the way it does. And it's supposed to be a gateway to the dark side Mm -hmm. to time through time. So you're supposed to be able to go in and out, you know, of time. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to harness it so he can go back and save Padme again. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but he's being, you know, manipulated by Darth Momin. Darth Momin is another really cool Sith as well. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff that was introduced in this, uh, in the series pretty much like, uh, the comic book series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They did a killer job. I'm trying to I'm trying to find it, man. I don't know how I can't find
1: it. It's okay. Uh, so, I can go for another one while you still look. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um you you as well as myself are a big fan of JoJo. I love JoJo's JoJo, Bizarre. Yeah. So uh one of my favorite lines is from the first season when uh Dio puts on the mask for the first time. Yeah. And w- do you remember what he tells JoJo? I don't. I reject my humanity.
0: I'm rejecting my humanity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that line really stuck with quote. me
1: so well because it worked on so many levels because obviously he's transforming himself physically.
0: Right, but also mentally too. Where he's like, mm-hmm. I'm rejecting the idea of what it, what it means to be a human. Exactly.
1: Because you know? he, he, uh, I think right before that, he, his, um, he starts drinking and has reminded him of his father. He says, well, I can't run away from this. What can I do? So another, another layer to that is like, I don't want to be like my dad. So what can I do is reject my humanity? It's I, I thought that line hit well with on so many levels. Uh, when and as soon as he does transform and it it turns into this whole being, I I don't know. Uh, to me, I thought it was great. I know where I can find the pictures it's on my Instagram. <laughs> I posted it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, like JoJo, they, they that that was a really well done thing because uh, they uh it, it hit on like I said on many different levels. You're 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 looking at this person who already is already, in my opinion, a little bit subhuman because yeah he's definitely. a dickhead he's not a good human <laughs> yeah a- absolutely like he does all these things to to take away from uh, our main character Jojo or yeah just pure selfishness right mm-hmm. like and and him choosing to go past that I don't know if I don't know if you want to say he surpasses it or goes beneath it but uh, that in itself that line it stuck to me. I definitely recommend anybody who hasn't read JoJo. Look that up just for that single line.
0: Yeah, where is it, man? It's not even on my uh, Instagram. Dang. Uh, but anyways, uh, I'll try to remember for next time we do something like this again. Sure. Do you, um, have, do you have
1: another one? No. A one-liner from a movie. That's what I'm trying to like think. Schwarzenegger movie. I mean, dude... <laughs>
0: one of the funniest fucking quotes ever that i say all the time too is Mister Hill, <laughs> <laughs> To-loo-da-loo. To-loo-da-loo. <laughs> there's,
1: there's a lot of simple lines that you can get from anywhere like one of my favorites you and me saw it at the same time it was when um was it was a dale the one with the hat uh Glasses or whatever is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> He just says pocket sand and throws sand, sand. I always use that every now and then because it's hilarious <laughs> and it's been adapted to a lot of different things because that's really it's a good line. I guess the, the thing is that he
0: says the sha sha shah or whatever. Uh-huh. It's supposed to. It, it actually means something. Oh, does it? Yeah, like in, like in another language or something like that. It actually means like surprise or oh, or something like that. You know?
1: Okay. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> All right, man. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was fun. You know, it's fun just talking about, you know, just different stuff every now and yeah. then. Uh, just bringing up just fun little parts of stories we like. or Talking yeah. about just different things or bringing up some of the stories we've dealt with in the past. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, uh, stay tuned for another episode, guys. Uh, until next time, adios. Bye. Bye. <laughs>